Hi, welcome to This Property Life. My name is Mark Winship, and this week I'm joined by Caroline Claydon and Michelle Wales for a conversation about imposter syndrome. How many times have you felt out of place, out of your depth and anxious about starting in a new direction? Imposter syndrome is something that most of us can relate to at one time or another. And in this special mindset episode, we talk about how to build your confidence in a new arena like property investment, the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people and how to avoid the judgment of others. Spoiler alert, all three of us have countless examples of when imposter syndrome has reared its head during our own property journey. So we hope you can relate. Let's jump straight into it. Okay, good morning. No, good, not good morning. I was going to say good morning. Good <laughs> afternoon, um, Caroline and Michelle. Great to see you guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving up the time to jump on this episode. We're talking about um, imposter syndrome today. So really, a really interesting topic. I think um, we, we were joking just before we, we pressed the record button, Caroline, that we, we've all experienced these kind of feelings and and being in this situation before so um uh, i think it's something we can all relate to is the bottom line and sometimes that in itself is helpful to know other people have trodden the same path that you have but i guess before we sort of start relaying our own experience should we sort of like what is imposter syndrome you know because some people may have been experiencing these feelings and not realize that there's actually a nice label attached to it and you know what 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 does that feel like what does it cause us to do and you know how how does that come up for us as property investors I guess what 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 do you guys think well I think the imposter syndrome label I heard about it for the first time only maybe a couple of years ago so someone's come up with it and I think it's genius because we can (laughs) immediately attach our little claws into that and say oh yeah we've all felt that at some point and it's when you are thinking or saying or portraying yourself in a certain way but deep down you're thinking am I really good enough to be saying or doing all this stuff yeah is it a a comparing yourself to others is it a feeling of being good enough or worthy Uh, we can explore all of that today I guess yeah it's like it's like feeling that the things that you've achieved have you you know are are you able to celebrate that like you know we tend to hide our achievements um feelings of sort of feeling a little bit out of your depth I guess you know waiting to be called out uh, at any second you know is you know is there going to be a question thrown at me or something I don't know the answer to and then everyone's going to realize that actually I don't you know I don't know this as well as I'm trying to portray that I do and it's that it's those sort of feelings isn't it which I guess the, the the reason I, I that I thought this was a good topic for us to discuss today was that you know we work with a lot of people uh, and support a lot of people that are coming into property for the first time where for 99.9 percent of us and it's the same for the three of us here this was not what we sort of fell into this is not the job that we started out with if that makes sense so most people are moving into this from another industry or from another skill set or whatever it might be so for a lot of people, they are having to sort of, to a certain extent, throw themselves into the deep end, into a new area, new industry. Um, and I think, therefore, that feeling of, am I a little bit out of my depth here? I'm just waiting for people to jump on the fact that I've not been doing this for very long or I'm I'm, I'm calling myself a property investor, but I haven't actually got a deal yet. All these sorts of, you know, concerns 
kind of come up, don't they? And we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. And it, it's not just in property, right? It's on many, many levels. I'm sure everyone <laughs> their job um, when they first, you know, they've got the bag themselves, the job that they're looking for. And then day one, day two, day three, they're having to demonstrate that they, they are as good as, you know, the hirers, the people who've hired them are. So in any industry, any walks of life, anything that you're doing, there will be an element of this imposter syndrome that will come it in. It can attack at any time. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing yeah. is as well, it's like the other thing just had in terms of like um, a wee bit of a, somebody of what we kind of think it is as well is, I think the interesting thing about imposter syndrome is it can be the situation that you're maybe the only person that sees it as well. And yeah. I think you're, and I think that's why it's, um, you're probably always going to have an element of it because again, as you're always like growing and, um, you know, circling, you know, in different circles, meeting new people or progressing through your career, if you're always moving up, you're probably always going to get to a point where you're a bit like, oh gosh, like, how did I get here? Uh, is it really me? Should I be here? You know, should I not be that person there? And it's, um, and I think that's the funny thing is you're probably, um, the best at it, doing it to yourself and other people maybe can't see it and it and it, I think that's what's so nice about these podcasts is because like even you yeah. know with us three on here we would all say oh we felt that at various different points and probably will always feel an element of that yeah but other people might say why would you feel it like are you nuts yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And you're like oh but you just don't know the inner workings of my brain <laughs> yeah and that's the thing it's it's not necessarily like, I don't know whether syndrome is the right word for it in the sense that I'm not entirely convinced that it is essentially an illness, if you like, or, or, or something that you can be cured of. It's, you know, it, it's, it's natural to feel that way, like you say. And, you know, how does that manifest itself for us and how has it manifested itself for the three of us? I know things like um, walking into estate agents for the first time as a, in inverted quotes, professional property investor. You know, I remember feeling in those early days very much what you probably now call, you know, um, imposter syndrome in terms of, you know, just any second now they're going to ask me something about my strategy or something about the market and I'm really going to struggle with it and it's going to make me look like I don't know what I'm talking about. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot, that's, that's a nerve wracking point, right? For most people's journey is just the confidence to just walk into a letting agent or an estate agent and just get chatting to them and talk to them about your strategy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think that what you just hit there is absolutely the entire backbone of this is it's confidence. Yeah. If yeah. you do not have the confidence to, or you feel confident in whatever it is that you're doing, then this imposter syndrome is going to eat away at you, isn't it? Until yeah. you start accepting, actually, I probably know more than I actually know that yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I remember, uh, I think it was a mentor or coach said to me, you are unique. Nobody is inside of your head. You will have experienced things that nobody else will have experienced and you've got value to add. And if you're asked any questions that you don't have the answer to, that's okay. Yeah, you know, you know someone that will know the and the answer yeah. to it, and so yeah. it's okay to show a bit of vulnerability and say, "Oh, actually, I'll get back to you on that one. That's I've not had that one asked to me before, and I'll come back to you." Having the confidence to deal with any curveball, even if you don't have all the answers, yeah, that yeah. is the moment. 
that's that's really true and that's so powerful isn't it that it, it's an empowering thought to understand that actually i don't need to shoulder all of this that, no. that i've got i build this is a team sport i build a power team that yeah. know know the stuff that i don't know they fill in the gaps around my own knowledge base so you know and that that can be relevant when you're looking to scale up you know and move to a different strategy you know how do i how do i finance a commercial to residential development well I don't know, but I know someone who knows. And yeah. not only will I be receptive to them educating me, but also they can they can fill that role within my within my power team, if that makes sense. So yeah. I think it's it's something so it is confidence, but where does that confidence come from? So yeah. there's there's a phrase, isn't there? Competence breeds confidence. Yes. So I guess it's like a combination of mm. education, knowledge and action yeah those two things I, I, I also think if we if we look at where where imposter syndrome has really taken a hold and I, I I'm gonna go and say step back a bit and say I think social media has made imposter syndrome a million times worse because yeah. you can yeah. see what everyone else is doing yeah. and you automatically compare yourself right and every you know that I think you got to understand that there's always someone that's going to be ahead of you and there's always people that are going to be behind you. Yeah. But that's it. It's near on impossible to keep that um, focus when, when social media is all around you, people celebrating how amazing they're doing. Okay. And suddenly yeah. you're thinking, shit, actually, what we need is a truth bomb social media platform that people say, actually, this is quite challenging. Yeah. So the comparing, I don't think imposter syndrome was as prolific pre-social media because you weren't as aware of what everyone else was doing you just knew that you had to better yourself yeah. and as long as you were better today than you are or you, you were growing further on today than you were yesterday that was progress right yeah. but social media has amplified it to another level I don't know what you think about that Mark but I, I, I definitely yeah. feel it I totally agree. It's and that's I think you're I think you hit the nail on the head. That's the root of it, isn't it? Is comparison to to other people because well that's that's ultimately where the phrase imposter syndrome comes from. You feel like an imposter, you feel like you shouldn't be in that environment, you know, with reference to the other people that are there. So, you know, social media and let's let's be honest, people craft their social media profiles, right? They this is not their real life. This is yeah. not warts and all that this is what they've chosen to put out there and so we don't have any reference points about what it's really like and what these people are really going through and what's going through their heads and their insecurities which we all have yep. so all we see is these so-called experts or these these people that are just achieving success left right and center whilst yep. you know we're, we're that's our only reference point yeah and i think you're right social media has just I mean, it's at your fingertips 24-7, isn't it? That that ability to reference yourself all the time. And you're seeing everyone's success. I mean, I find myself, it, was, it wasn't even that long ago. It was probably only about three years ago. And I said to Nick, look at this guy here. He's got less experience than us. And he's doing big developments with student pods and all sorts. I was like, how has he got into that? Nick, we need to step up. What the <laughs> hell? And actually, it wasn't until I dug a little bit deeper that I realized that he was up to his eyeballs in trouble. And yeah. you're like, actually... <laughs> You know, why was I, look? you know, because you do fall into that trap, you know, and I admit it. There's someone with less experience that I deem to be not as, you know, um, well, experience is the word, you know, experienced and 
uh, and prolific of property doing something bigger and better. Like, how is that possible? Um, yeah. And and it really, it gives you a kick up the bum. But then you, I think with social media, like if we just plant that and say, okay, that's the root of it. That's the cause of it. Comparing, comparing, comparing. Yeah. It, and actually just think about you, the here and the now and having that confidence, like you said, back to how we overcome it. It's about being confident in the people around you that are there to help you. So if you have yeah. have a question, stumble across a challenge, hit a block. Let's face it, we're all going to hit blocks um, or things that we're not sure about, that we have people that we can say, hey, I'm in this situation, what do you reckon? What, yeah. You know, this is what my gut's telling me, this is what my education's taught me, but, you know, what, what do you think? Yeah. That's probably a great place to, yeah. to get started is having the right type of people around you yeah. to ask yeah. Reassurance, is but, it? Really I mean, yeah, I guess. So, well, while while we're while we're at it, I, I think we should probably point out that Michelle has lots of value to add to this topic, but she hasn't gone silent. I think she's having technical issues. We've lost Michelle from the stream, um, so hopefully she will she will join us in the conversation again in a second. Um, but um, but no, I think I think you're right, and I think. But while we're on social media. Yeah. I think another way that it manifests itself, this imposter syndrome, is what you choose to put out there about yourself and mm -hmm. the confidence that you have or don't have to show people what you're doing, to, um, you know, call yourself a property investor or, or whatever it might be. And obviously social media is almost like our own personal shop window these days. So, you know, I know that. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. in the early days when we were investing in property I, I i looking back on it probably did have a real hang up about what i wanted to see what i wanted other people to see and again it all comes back to what other people think about us and know. you know there were people on social media that i just didn't want to see because i came from an industry um in in professional sports coaching where it it really was very much frowned on if you did anything if you had any any life or call upon your time outside of um, that all-consuming goal to produce an elite athlete, you know, even your own family, you know, it, you know, you you it, you were expected to drop everything at any time and dedicate one hundred percent of yourself, and that's where I was coming from. And so to start putting stuff out there about the fact that actually I'm doing this other thing, 
that I'm doing for my family and I'm doing to create a legacy and I'm doing to create a pension or whatever it might be, you know, yeah. I had some hang-ups around doing that, looking back on it. And I think that's that's imposter syndrome, therefore, showing itself in terms of your confidence to say, this is what, I, this is what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it, this is who I am, you know, and actually having the confidence to describe yourself as being in property or calling yourself a property investor i was talking to a couple of um students literally just before jumping on this recording we're talking about exactly the same thing and um uh the student was describing where they'd been they'd been sat in the hairdresser's chair in the barber's chair and came out kicking himself because when the hairdresser as they do will strike up a bit of a chat ask him what he does he hadn't described himself as a, as a, a property investor and you know he suddenly thought about all the potential high net worth individuals that might be coming into that that hairdressing salon that that person speaks to and you know all of the missed opportunities there and I think sometimes that's maybe a good way to start is take it out of your 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 scenario so take it to somewhere like you know a hairdressing salon or something like that where you can safely practice describing yeah. yourself in that way and 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 get used to that coming out of your own mouth and get comfortable with it so mm. that you know in that situation what's going to come of that conversation is going to be much more useful to you when you describe yourself as a property investor than if you describe your full-time day job for example right. i know right it's about practice and being able to um be able to be confident that they're not going to have judgment. You've got judgment on yourself. Like this is the first time I've said it, but they don't know that's the first time you said it. Right. (laughs) Say you're a professional property investor. Oh, I love that homes under the hammer program. And away we go. They don't even think anything differently to you. Cause they've got no, um, they've they've got no bar barometer for you because they don't really know you. I guess when, People are scared, like you said, uh, Mark, about if they've known you as one thing and suddenly you're now doing something else, you're worried about people uh, judging you. But why are they they changing? What's going on here? Like, are they showing off? What are they talking about this for? That is what goes through people's head. And it's the judgment of people that you currently know. I don't think we're worried so much about judgment of people that we don't know because we're like well they probably don't really matter yeah. but the irony is the people who do know us that do matter will just embrace it and love you for who you are anyway regardless yeah. and if they don't then they're not people that you should really care about yeah. anyway oh, right exactly. yeah that's a bit isn't it we're coming up to christmas we're going to spend time with our family we should yeah. talk about who <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> the thing um, is there's, there's sometimes no shortage as well um from all different you know, um, directions of people who are quite happy to give you their opinion on X, Y, and Z and what they, you know, what they perceive as successful or this or that. And I think that's the thing with, especially with imposter syndrome, is you've got to always just stay true to yourself and remind yourself of why am I doing this? Like, mm-hmm. does does this, you know, do, do these opinions matter? Because especially at the start, you know, if you've not necessarily bought something as yet, but if you're doing all the things that you um, you know taking action in the right way and if you're doing things that are aligned with where you want to go it actually doesn't really matter what other people are thinking but I feel like you have to constantly remind yourself of yeah. that because you get a bit carried away don't you and everything that's going on and you kind of forget what's actually real to you not necessarily what's going on with everyone else 
Yeah. I had this great phrase that what, uh, someone once uh, told me, and I, I, I say it to myself in my head, what other people think of you is none of your business. Yeah. I quite like that. Because it's like, actually, it is none of my business what they think. They're going to think what they're going to think. And you okay. can't change their mind. And frankly, if you have to try and change their mind, is it really worth the effort? Okay. Um, however, look, we're all human beings, and we do worry about uh, what, what other people think of us which is just crazy absolutely yeah. think about people like Elon Musk you know and and Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson and these guys they don't give a toss what anyone says you know they they will say and do whatever the heck they want and to hell with it um but they will have gone through this cycle mm -hmm. to get to that point yeah because sometimes that even that itself could be a a misnomer couldn't it because you know there might be there might be people who are starting out investing for the first time who are looking at you caroline for example again there's no way caroline clayton ever feels imposter syndrome there's there's no chance what reason could she possibly have and yet the three of us all know that this is a daily reality mm -hmm. you know that, that you know yes you get better at it yes you get more confidence um but we can all relate to feeling at some point and we will we will all go through that again because, like I said, when you scale up or you you, you look to move to a different area or whatever yeah. it might be, you're, you're you're always then potentially fronting up to that feeling of being out out of your depth mm -hmm. a little bit and 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 having to fake it till you make it to a certain extent while you sort of build up that credibility in in the background. Um, yeah. So I think that's something. And in terms of like the what what how do you recognise? How do you recognize imposter syndrome when you feel it? Well, you know, the, the self-doubt, the the anxiety, um, the, 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 like you said, the feeling of I'm just waiting for someone to tap me on the shoulder. A bit, yeah. like, being in, a bit like being in a nightclub, isn't it? And you're just waiting for the bouncer at some point is going to tap me on the shoulder and kick me out. Surely at some point someone's going to realize that I shouldn't be here kind of thing. Um, all those sorts of feelings. But I think one of the things that, I notice in myself and I notice in other people with regards to imposter syndrome is how they attribute success and failure. Mm -hmm. So when you're a confident in individual and you're confident in your arena and you, you're, you're, you've got experience in that arena, I think we're more likely to attribute success and failure internally. So like we will credit ourselves. So, you know, there's that thing, isn't there about, oh, you know, you're so lucky to be and, and in reality people don't appreciate the the hours of slog and sacrifice that have got you to that point but to the outside world it might look like you're lucky that's attributing your success to external reasons mm -hmm. whereas we would be more likely to look at it internally and go well actually no I know what went into that I know the hours that I've been put into that but people who suffer from imposter syndrome might or oh, actually yeah I, I you know I was pretty lucky to get that deal. I don't, I don't know how I'll get one like that again, you know, or whatever it might be, or God, it's lucky that conversation went, went well with the, with the agent. But um, do you know what I mean? They always, and the same with failure, the same with yeah. failure. They, they, they attribute it externally, you know, and they, there's a blame culture and, oh, uh, you know, I can't, I can't succeed because the market is just not conducive right now, or there's no deals out there rather than looking to themselves and going, actually, why am I not making the progress that I want to make and what steps can I take to do something about it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think success is different to different people as well though, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and failure, failure is different to, to different people. 
Um, it, there's such there's such wide brackets. Yeah. Um, there's a spectrum of failure, a spectrum of success. Um, but I think I, I, I like the whole concept. I heard someone describe it as if you put your hand forward, someone ahead of you will grab your hand and help you. Yeah. You, equally got to put your hand behind you because someone is at least two to three steps behind you yeah. and they'll grab your hand so that you can help them and if you think about yourself in that chain and the chain is always going to have someone ahead of you and someone behind you and that you're just a part of a of a chain and all you're doing is trying to keep improving yourself then you can then help someone that's further behind and being humble enough I guess to you know, say this, it's a, it is a journey. There's no final destination. And I think as human beings, we're terrible at saying, once I get X, Y, Z, I'll be fine. Once I do this, I'll be happy. Once I have that, everything will be so relaxed and chilled. And that never happens. The reality is no matter how successful you are in property, whatever you deem to be success, it's, you never have enough money. You yeah. never have an easy time. You, it just never happens. Yeah. No. Sorry exactly. to burst that bubble, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's true. So true. So you have, yeah. You have to choose to be happy now, don't you? Yeah. You, you, yeah. you have to choose to be happy now because otherwise yeah. you're just living permanently in the future and you're living permanently in a scenario where you're not comfortable and comfortable is the wrong word, um, you know, contented, if you like, with, with where you are, but still you have aspirations and goals to move move forwards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what keeps Richard Branson going, right? If we were all to look at Richard Branson, go, he's got the he's got the Caribbean island, he's chilling out on life, and he still <laughs> wants to have a new company to put a space rocket up there. I mean, seriously, dude, chill out, have a smoke. <laughs> you know, but he's like, no, he's he's on his journey, and I, I think we, you know, we we've, we've got to just um, rather than living in the future that's um, way ahead. It helps with your imposter syndrome to think you are absolutely where you should be right now and enjoy it and, and don't be, and I think we are all anxious just because of the pandemic and everything. Don't be as anxious about what could or could not happen because it hasn't yet. And that, yeah. that difficult question has never really happened. You know, what realistically, what can an estate agent ask you that you can't answer? Totally. Realistically. Uh, and if you can't think of that question, it's unlikely the estate agent's ever going to ask you it because you can't think of it. Yeah. And even if it's it's like related to some of the other topics that we've gone through, isn't it? It's that whole thing about, um, you know, just understanding that you don't, you are not in control of what other people say or do. So, you know, right. if you've got that estate agent that tries to make you feel uncomfortable, because there will be, you know, people that are just like, oh, another property investor. And people will try to catch you out or people will try to put certain things down. Or, you know, if you're, I think that's, especially in property, I've never known an industry where there's so much, um, you know, there's so much judgment based on like what you've done or like yeah. one of the first questions you'll get asked is like, how many properties you've got? And it's like, what do these things actually matter? And it's like, but then it's those little funny things that start to get you into this vicious cycle of thinking about, well, you know, am I am I good enough? You know, I've not yet got that million pound whatever. Or, and then you're, you all of a sudden start to feel like you've maybe not necessarily or you're not achieving as much as you should because yeah. you're not way up there at the top and the guys at the top might be saying, why are you not doing this? You're not pulling your weight or whatever. So I think what you said there, um, Caroline, about that, and I'll, I think that's what's so good about, um, you know, PWS is the collective idea, you know, and the, and the understanding that, 
everybody can be different everyone will be at different levels and it's it's working on things together and I think that's what podcasts like this are good for is just making sure that people have always got that reminder you know that absolutely like you know stay on your own lane focus on yourself build confidence in the way that is kind of you know works for you and Mm. just keep going don't listen to um like listen to constructive stuff you know because Mm. there will be people who will tell you stuff that's quite hard to hear because they want you to do better but don't listen to noise you know um around you so is is staying close to the fire a big part of this then do you think in terms of like stay in your own lane but equally be very conscious of who you surround yourself with because property can be a lonely game you know and i think that's where potentially when when you're left alone with your imposter syndrome you know one of the i guess one of the ways around that would be just surround yourself with other people that think like you do that want the same things that you do you know and that that in a sense is going to help you feel part of a community if that makes sense so that you know when you are out and about in the field you've got that 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 foundation that feeling you've got that backing that 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 actually you're not a renegade out there trying to do this on your own and you know am i I actually speaking any sense kind of thing totally i think the only time i could absolutely understand someone having the imposter syndrome not the estate agent so much. Remember that someone in a job trying to sell property, right? Yeah. So there's a huge amount that they can say or, or ask of you that you won't be equipped to answer. Um, even letting agent as well. But I can imagine it around the angel investor. If you're mm-hmm. having a potential conversation with your very first potential angel investor and that angel investor has never done this before, you've never done it before, that can be an environment where I can imagine they'll ask you something that you're maybe not equipped for. So how to prevent that would be a really in-depth conversation with your mentor or or coach before you go into that conversation. Uh, But honestly, being open with the angel investor, if they ask you a question that you can't answer, don't try and flip. You cannot fake that till you make it. Do not. Because, you know, when money's involved, we have to be really upfront about it. And if they ask you a tax question, for example, you know, so how, you know, how do I prevent paying tax on my interest? That, that, that's not part of, you know, the, so those types of yeah. questions, imagine if someone's never done it before, really throwing them and knocking their confidence it's funny um, because I, I wonder how much comes down to like personality types then, because mm-hmm. I, I reckon I'm completely the other way around. I can totally relate to the anxiety and the apprehension about walking into an estate agent's office. I can totally get that. But raising money, talking to angel finance, I've, I think I've always been pretty comfortable in that environment. I'll, I'll tell you why, though. And that's why I come back to this idea of confidence and you know, having the confidence that comes from your education and, and everything else is that I don't fear any question coming from a potential angel investor because I've already had to satisfy myself about the answers to those questions in my own business and and in the deal for me. Like, you know, is my money safe? How does the money come back to me again? What's the security? What's the return on investment? I've already, in order to qualify this deal to make sure it stacks in the first place, I've already had to, in a sense, answer those questions in my own mind. So it's very unusual that an investor will be able to come up with something that I go, oh, yeah, I don't know, actually. I don't know what would happen if that, because I've looked at all of those different scenarios. So it's interesting, isn't it, how it's some people's imposter syndrome will manifest itself in some areas and not 
others. Yeah, yeah. that can even be your money mindset, can't it? Because like mm. that can even just be like simple things about. I mean, this is like getting probably a bit deep, but you know that can even just be the way you've been brought up to think about. And so yeah. it's probably you're probably going to find you with imposter syndrome. We've all got totally different triggers for it, and sometimes it, you know sometimes the stuff doesn't even make sense. You know, because like you say, Mark, you probably that's what everybody is kind of trained to do is make sure they've you know done their due diligence do all of that stuff but can still be just the fact that you're speaking about money that can just make people like can blow people's minds but it is funny how everyone's triggers will will be will be different I think the number one fear I'm always dealing with when we're training students at the initial stages the biggest fear over every single other one bar none is the fear of losing money Mm. yeah and let's face it, 99% of our students are using other people's money. Yeah. <laughs> so if they, if, if you amplify, the fear of losing money is, is a big one. And then the fear of losing someone else's money is like, <gasps> then I can imagine that that initial conversation will be super stressy. Yeah. Certainly, particularly if they haven't done it before. Yeah. But yeah, for Mark, he doesn't care about losing other people's money. <laughs> he's all good <laughs> totally totally blase with it yeah um but it's funny it does raise a potential elephant in the room doesn't it it raises a potential um the other side of the coin here which is you might be feeling imposter syndrome because you're an imposter yeah. as in get educated yeah do you know what i mean make sure you do know your stuff as much as you can inside out make sure that you have got a power team around you um because I guess that's not really imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is when it's unfounded, is when, you know, you you you, you should be able to draw upon reserves of confidence and, and everything yeah. else. But, you know, in order to get that, I guess is what I'm saying, is that, that make sure that you are upskilling yourself, that you're always hungry to learn. You're always trying to surround yourself with people who are a little bit further down the journey with you and trying to learn from them and stuff so that you do have that confidence that actually, you know, this – you know, I haven't just made this this stuff up. I, I you know, I've I've got that background. Yeah, um, this industry that when you're talking about property education, again, it's we we say that the property market's full of people, you know, showing off and saying that they're further ahead than they actually are. And and property education is just the same, right? There's people out there making out that they're bigger, better, and more successful than they actually are, and then people buy into that and want to be you know following their footsteps and then wonder why oh this this isn't as as good as I thought it was so I would I would say definitely the education is is key but choose who you're going to be educated by carefully do your due diligence Mm. any student that that queries me or PWS or anything like that I'm like check me out in company's house check out how much I've got I'm absolutely open book I have no qualms about you anyone doing that and I think if someone has the confidence to say check out my company accounts then that's that that should say quite a lot and also I'm not sitting in front of a Ferrari and a Lamborghini saying (laughs) look how big my bollocks are and you know you want to be like me which is a big thing in in social media right now people like the bling 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 is what what gets people's attention totally and I think that's where I was saying even you know it's relating it back to that thing on just remember what's important to you and don't get carried away with all that you know I was going to say I was going to say something you're probably not allowed to say on a podcast but (laughs) it's it's just and I think that's the thing because you're you know because you're using these 
I think that's the thing. You've got to think of these things as tools, but you've got to, that's why revisiting your vision, looking at what you're up to um, is the most important thing, isn't it? Because you can get carried away when you're looking at everybody else and what they're doing and seeing the bling or seeing this or that. And you're like, well, I don't drive a Ferrari yet. So what am I doing wrong? And it's like, but what did you set out to do? You know, yeah. what, what was your initial goal? Why did you even start this in the first place? And if yeah. you're on the path, no matter how long or quickly it goes, then just, you know, set your moral compass and just continue on. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the Ferrari wasn't even on the vision board, so who cares, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, um, yeah. I think that's staying, staying true to yourself. And one thing I'd say about social media is, um, I love this phrase, be a contributor, not a consumer. <laughs> Yeah, you contribute to social media. That's great. Don't consume it because it's going to take so much of your time that you could be spent practicing going and speaking to the stage, and so you're not scared anymore. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's so, a, that could be a course in itself, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, exactly, and that's kind of where it would be nice to kind of tie up the episode. Really, is I'm just conscious that I really would like it if people come away with some practical steps on this because let's face it this will this will impact I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this will be relatable to a load of people listening right now that will yeah. be familiar with these kind of feelings and hopefully hearing us talk about it in it in itself is is a help because there's always that process of normalizing it isn't it and understanding that there are other people out there maybe even other people that are a little bit further down the line with more experience who are still feeling the same things that in itself helps you to rationalize that self-doubt and anxiety and everything else but yeah practical steps i guess what have what have we covered is get yourself educated by the right people surround yourself with the right people build your power team what yeah. else practical just steps for people just whatever it is you think the more you do it the better you yeah. yeah you've got to like head on just keep doing it so if it's a state agent that's your trigger you're going yeah. into every estate agent yeah. In the yeah. and yeah. the town next door yeah um, you you've got to just keep doing it over and over again that's true because there's there is the real danger that that could become more and more of a if it was self-doubt to start with, it becomes a syndrome because it becomes more and more something that if you don't, it's like get back on the bike, isn't it? You know, yeah. if, if you've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and challenge yeah. yourself in those areas, otherwise it becomes this big block in your head that you're going to really have an issue with. Um, and so I think you're right, sort of tackling that head on as uncomfortable, as painful as that going to be. You're only going to gain confidence from that experience. And the more you do it and the more times it just becomes normal totally. you know it's not it's not it's not an exceptional thing for you to do anymore to go in and just randomly walk up to a, a, an estate agent and start talking to them about the housing market you know it just becomes normal it just trips off the tongue because it's what it becomes I guess part of your identity doesn't it yep. yeah massively say if it's a person if it's a person-to-person -person experience that is what you're scared of being an imposter about do it with a massive smile on your face the bigger the <laughs> smile the less likely they're going to be mean to you. Yeah. Very, as human beings, it, you know, you have to be a real a-hole to yeah. be mean to someone's face, yeah. right? I right. mean, there's people out there that would do it. But if you've got a massive smile on your face yeah. and you're warm and, you know, giving off really positive energy, you can see any old pile of crap and they'll still like you. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. Just yeah. do, it, do it, do it, but with a big smile on your face and you'll feel differently about it as well. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And you know, I know. So sometimes people, uh, when when they change strategies, can can experience this. And I, I've mm. I've supported a lot of people speaking to lettings agents about service accommodation and how yeah. you could potentially explain that model to a lettings agent who as we know they're often keen to then explain it back to you again and it's not always accurate so how you know have I got all of the answers to the to the things that might come up but I have in the past used the advice say we'll go and try it somewhere outside of your area yeah you yeah know, call, call up and call up an agent that, that isn't in your that isn't in your investment area because if you're at all worried about muddying the water and thinking i just can't go back through that door again after that <laughs> that performance you know and that's an estate agent i can never buy a house from now because of what I, <laughs> the, the chances are it's only you that's thinking that but yeah. if you're at all worried about that practice in another area and you think well if i screw that up it makes no difference to me does it <laughs> exactly just keep doing it it's I think that's the only piece of advice that I would have on it is until you keep doing it, you're never going to feel comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I remember when I was first started to um, do my training from stage, my biggest fear was someone heckling me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, over the years, I now relish the idea that someone yeah. heckles because people are absolutely equipped for handling yeah. it. But when you first start, you are, you know, yeah. Actually, got to get the hours in that 10,000 hours get it get it yeah, done because it, that's about forming a habit isn't it and it's the same thing about forming an identity yep. and yeah. I think that you know it's whatever you repeatedly do is, is, is going to become part of your identity so if you we were talking about being a self-fulfilling prophecy if you start to get it into your head that I'm not very good at talking to letting agents yeah and that becomes part of your identity, then that yeah. becomes a very, very difficult hurdle to cross. Whereas if you can just blow through that early doors and just go in there, make yeah. a fool of yourself if you need to, and just yeah. get that out of the way, then yeah. you do that often enough. And it's just become part of your identity that actually I just go in and I chat to people and it's fine. And yeah, you know. and social media, the same, just post it. You know, yeah. and you don't even need to have a call to action for it. It's just like, look at this smelly house I saw today. You yeah. don't even need to say you're a professional property investor. You just need to say, look yeah. at the smelly house I viewed today. And, yeah. and then yeah. that could be your little toe in the water there. And yeah. then just and do it. And do it. it just do continuously builds. It's like the just builds momentum. And you're, as long as you can just stick with that. And if you notice yourself going off, chances are you maybe dropped activity or dropped other things so it's just like just get back on um get back on working on yourself get back on your actions and then you know that stuff starts to take care of itself again without you even thinking yeah. about it yeah, yeah. and start off, if, if you need to start off doing it within um an audience or within a um uh, like a, a platform that is a community for you that is supportive so you know i know i've, I've had students pws students who've put a post onto our, our community page on Facebook and they've, you know, they've talked about, they've introduced themselves and what they're looking to do. And, you know, I spoke to them afterwards. They said, Oh my God, I was so nervous about making that post. It took me age, you know, to post it. And I was really apprehensive about clicking the button. And then they've got like 30 comments of people are saying, Oh, you know, it's great to meet you. You guys are doing fab. You know, we've got your back, all that. Right. So, you know, find your community, find your safe space, surround yourself with the right people, and that will hopefully give you the, the confidence to branch out from there, I guess, Definitely. as well. Um, go do it. Go do it. It's just a go game. Do it. Right? 
yeah. <laughs> game, yeah, absolutely. It's just a game. Yeah. What's, what's what's the worst the... that can happen? That's it. That's my favorite thing. What is the worst that can happen? And then yeah. answer that. You're like, well, go do it then. <laughs> it's funny. I used to have that conversation with with players about what make your peace with the worst case scenario. You know, what yeah. is the worst thing that can happen? Well, I could I could lose the match. Okay, what happens then? Um, my dad my dad won't talk to me all the way home in the car. Okay, so what's you know? And you st- when you map it out and you go, they go actually, yeah, the worst. We've just covered the worst case scenario. It's not that bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. And so once you're comfortable with that, you go, that gives you the confidence to just go, do you know what? So you go and sport, speak to an agent, you completely trip over your words, you get it complete. What's the worst that can happen? You know, they're, they're gonna they're gonna take your details, put you on the mailing list, um, and and, and you're gonna get sent some properties every now and then. And you know, you know. the the thing is, like every single one of us can think back to a pack like so many times, you know, where we thought that something was totally catastrophic in our past. And then you're like, oh, still surviving, still doing well, still moving forward. Mm. So it's like, I think you've got to just try and like give yourself a bit of a slap in the face as well sometimes yeah. eh? and just be like, listen, <laughs> just toughen up and just, you know, like realize that in a year's time, you're not even going to be thinking about whatever is going on right now. Yeah. If you're, if you don't, if you're not going to be worrying about this in a year's time, you should be worrying about it. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So just yeah. On that note, um, I think there's some practical steps for people there. Hopefully, I think I think it's a really relatable thing. So hopefully people have um, taken some value out of this episode and, you know, they've enjoyed hearing us talk about something that I'd imagine is close to home for a lot of people. And yeah. hopefully that gives you a bit of a bit of confidence in itself to, to take forwards. But um, thank you, as ever, Michelle and Caroline, for uh, sharing your insights onto that. It's been brilliant thank speaking you. to you. Thank you. I will uh, I will speak to you guys soon. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening. We talked a lot about community in this episode and surrounding yourself with other like-minded people. Why not head on over and join our community over on Facebook? Just search for Property Wealth System and I know you will find a safe space to share, learn and be inspired. Please give this podcast a like and a follow wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you get a minute to leave us a short review on your platform of choice, that will help make it easier for other people to discover the podcast too. Thanks again for listening and I will catch you on the next episode.